Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's news talk, TNT Radio. First, they laugh at you. Then they tell you you're crazy. Then they hate on you and call you a racist. And then it becomes accepted wisdom. So too with replacement theory. First, they dismissed it as, ah, you're crazy. And you're laughing at us. Then they said, no, you're, you're crazy. That's, that's literally not what's happening. And then they started calling us a racist. But everybody knows that replacement theory has been their strategy all along. By there, I'm talking about the leftist Marxist troglodytes that hate you, hate me, and hate America, in a word, the commiecrats. America's most precious resource isn't our abundance of land or fresh water. It's not our mineral wealth. It's our human capital. It's our children. We don't have a robust workforce. Our economy goes into the tank. Hence, the need to bring in so many illegal aliens. As Joe Biden said, who do you think's going to pick your lettuce? Well, guess what? We've got machines to do that now, Joe. Have had for a generation. And we're not importing people that can do high-tech jobs. No, we're importing people that are going to cloward and piven the social services system that Democrats have built. We're importing people that are going to destroy this nation from within. And what are we doing to combat this? Well, precious little. By adding soy and high fructose corn syrup to the food supply in the 1970s, we've been able to reduce male fertility, male sperm count, to one-third the levels they were 40 years ago. Not only are men infertile, we're having women with fertility problems. And so what do we do? Well, we develop technologies like in vitro fertilization which is problematic from a moral standpoint, as we saw in the Alabama case last week, but is even more problematic in my eyes from a biological standpoint. We are artificially propagating genes that are incapable of propagating themselves. We're essentially passing along the infertility issues of the parents to the children. That doesn't bode well for the long-term success of the American experiment especially when the people that we're importing have birth rates seven to 10 times of American citizens. And oh, by the way, have absolutely no loyalty to this country, even though they might raise their right hands and put their left hand on a book and swear fealty to the Constitution. They basically have their fingers crossed when they make that promise because they think that their law is supreme, not the Constitution. This is an existential crisis for the future of the American Republic and for the future of freedom around the globe. I'm Timothy Shea, and this is The Reckoning. Don't miss out on a thing. Be sure to download the TNT app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play. So you can listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on today's News Talk, TNT. 
It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. Vilifying MAGO is just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Has lightning struck twice? Reportedly, early on Thursday morning, FBI raided properties belonging to yet another top aide to New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, did I send that to you and it said twice? I should have said thrice, apparently. Whoa, we um, have another one? Yep. Well, I guess I lost track somewhere. These things are happening fast and furiously. According to the Associated Press, this instance is at least the third aide to Mayor Adams to be targeted by federal agents. So here's the quick backstory. Uh, in early November, the FBI raided the Brooklyn home of Brianna Suggs, a top fundraiser for Adams. Uh, the mayor's campaign is under investigation for allegedly receiving foreign contributions from the Turkish government through straw donors. Uh, Adams has claimed he is, quote unquote, not familiar with the company at the center of the probe, who's called KSK Construction Group. He noted that his campaign would cooperate with any investigations. The mayor has not been charged with a crime. Now, I'm not sure exactly what the other instances were, um, but that's the big one that happened not that long ago. So that's why I thought this was a big one for being twice. So what we have here is uh, we had, it was a business office and another property. It was two separate Bronx addresses. Uh, this is what's been confirmed by an FBI spokesperson. Agents carried out morning raids at these places. Records show they belong to one Winnie Greco, a former fundraiser for Mr. Adams, who now serves as his director of Asian affairs. Neighbors of Ms. Greco's said that F federal agents began searching the two uh, properties. I guess they are homes. I saw one report that said it was a business office. I apologize. They're on the same block. Uh, it took place at about 6 a.m. and the agents remained in the area for several hours. A spokesperson from City Hall said that Miss Greco is on administrative leave uh, starting uh, yesterday, February 29th. Uh, she, she was receiving or uh, I guess not anymore for right now. $100,000 uh, is her salary. Um, what triggered the raids is not immediately clear, but Mr. Adams has, as I mentioned, been under a federal probe looking into the political fundraising of his 2021 mayoral campaign since November, including the allegations of foreign influence. So this doesn't look good now, does it? I'll explain further. Uh, as part of th that investigation, um, uh, this is took, the one that took place in November was on November 2nd last year. Uh, the FBI raided the homes of Brianna Suggs. Uh, there was also another person. Here we go. So I guess this technically makes three because there was another home, uh, one Rana Abasova, who was the director of protocol in the mayor's office of international affairs. Uh, four days later, agents seized phones and an iPad from the mayor himself as he was leaving a public event in Manhattan. Uh, he has repeatedly stressed he's not been accused of any wrongdoing. Uh, kind of weird that someone would s steal his phone and iPad, though. Uh, anyway, uh, a spokesperson for the mayor said in the statement about that, quote, our administration will always follow the law and we always expect all our employees to adhere to the strictest ethical guidelines, as we have repeatedly said 
We don't comment on matters that are under review, but we'll fully cooperate with any review underway. Unquote. Now, here's where it gets interesting, Timothy. Miss Greco, um, of course, the Asian affairs person, um, as you might imagine, is Asian. Uh, their real name, uh, their Chinese name is Zhang Karong. Uh, she has been uh, she has connection with Mr. Adams dating back to his years as the Brooklyn Borough president a decade ago. She served as an unpaid Asian community ambassador and facilitated at least two of Mr. Adams trips to China. She became a prolific fundraiser for Mr. Adams, Mr. Adams. And soon after he took office as the city mayor, she joined the city hall payroll as the Asian affairs director. Uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Uh, the city's Department of Investigation opened an inquiry into Miss Greco in November after local media outlet The City reported that Miss Greco had improperly used her, posi her position for benefits, including a renovation of her Bronx home. According to the outlet The City, Miss Greco allegedly solicited a $10,000 donation for a nonprofit she founded in exchange for an entry to an event that Mr. Adams hosted at Gracie Mansion, which focuses on the Chinese community. The same executive who made the allegation and provided documents supporting their accounts also said that Miss Greco had approached at least five others in a similar way. Uh, a former Adams campaign volunteer told that same outlet that Miss Greco asked him to perform renovation work during his work hours after he obtained a city government job with Miss Greco's help. Uh-oh. Doesn't look good, Timothy. But as you and I both know, Mr. Adams, the mayor, is probably only under review because he has a problem with his sanctuary city status. He can't handle it anymore, and he's been a vocal critic of it. But what do you think? Well, I think you're right on it, Adam. I Let me hasten to assure everyone, FBI isn't corrupt top to bottom. No, and they're not doing the work of the leftist proglodytes that hate America. This has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the fact that Adam has wandered off the reservation on the immigration issue, and calling the sanctuary city policy misguided, and saying that we need to rethink our immigration laws. No, 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 no. This is merely coincidental timing. Allow me to reassure you, Adam. I, I can't be reassured because uh, I'm, I'm no longer I don't believe in coincidences anymore. The timing on all of these things, you know, he makes the headlines for saying something that you're like, ooh, eek. You know, the Dems aren't going to like that. Next thing you know, an aide gets raided. I'm like, hello. They don't even wait together. 48 hours, Adam. It's They do intentionally to let people know connect dot A to dot B because it's not even 48 hours after after a misstep that this kind of thing happens. It's just like when Charlie Tree went to jail for raising money illegally for Bill Clinton back in the late 90s. That was that was a warning shot to Bubba to to stay on the reservation because he was getting dangerously close to middle of the road there in his second term. And it's not it's not some random newbie. It's not a rookie they go after. They go right. after these long associated partners, friends. Uh, you know, their families have probably grown up together with each other. So this is yeah, it's 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 a serious shot across the bow. I, I really do think that that's what they're doing to poor Mr. Adams here. Well, I'm not going to go so far as to call him poor Mr. Adams, but 
But we're with Eric on this because he's seen the light and we want to support him. We always want to encourage good behavior. So yes, it's uh, it's just another brick in the wall when it comes to FBI corruption, Adam. It's a shame. We need to set up some sort of recovery program for for Democrats who who turn into whistleblowers or have seen the light and protect them from their own. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can see the lawyer ads now, right? Have your rights been violated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation? Contact Johnson & Johnson. You may be entitled to recovery. It would be nice, though, because we should always extend that kind of service to our enemies when they're ready to come to our side, right? Absolutely. And until then, we're going to keep handing them rope because, as I always say, hubris will be their downfall. And as long as they're going to make ham-handed moves, like not even waiting 48 hours between misstep and penalty, uh, we're just going to keep letting him do it. It's the old maxim, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a fool of himself. Thanks for another great week of stories, Adam. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We're lighting the fuse of freedom at today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Tyler Nixon. I think uh, with the people behind her, the never Trumpers and the money flowing in, Whatever their end game is, it doesn't seem that she'll be dropping out even if she loses her, her own state, which uh, kind of gives you a sense of the arrogance of power of people who back uh, the Nikki Haley's of the world, where the popular uh, support, popular consent doesn't really doesn't really mean anything to them. They're going to they're going to continue forward uh, seeking that power, putting themselves themselves in the mix, regardless of uh, how many spankings or smackdowns they get from. Uh, from the uh, citizens, you know, from the electorate, uh, who are obviously minor, you know, just a sort of a speed bump in the, in the uh, path in the quest for uh, power. Tyler Nixon on today's News Talk TNT. In a democracy, the majority vote rules. But in most democracies, you can only vote for change every three or four years. To understand what people want, governments and political parties use focus groups. These focus groups can include as little as 20 people. Australia is a country of over 25 million people. Does making decisions based on 20 people sound fair to you? Have your say. Be heard in between elections. Download the 4MySay app now. That is number four, my say. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Fridays aren't just the last day of the work week here at The Reckoning. They're flyover Fridays where we always touch base with one of our flyover friends. Tonight, we're happy to have rejoin us Dave Whited of Flyover Conservatives. Dave and his wife, Stacy, have always been entrepreneurs. They grew up in rural Kansas, farm country with very conservative values instilled in them. And in 23, they started a successful online product brokerage company that gave them the freedom and flexibility to travel. During those travels, they experienced the coastal values, which only gave them a deeper appreciation for the flyover values with which they'd grown up and considered normal. I'd like to welcome back to The Reckoning, my very good friend, Dave Whited. Hey, it's it's good to be here. Good to be with you. I was kind of uh, look look forward to this, partly because I, I get on early and I'm listening to the other things that you cover, and I'm just like, man, this is such a great channel. You know, I know I know uh, Brian and some other other hosts that are that are on TNT, and uh, you guys are really making a big difference. You know, in the world today, you're heard globally. You know, every continent in the world is streaming this live. You get millions and millions and millions of people 
hearing, you know, uh, an you know, uh, not alternative truth, but an alternative to prepared lines that are approved by the state. You know, well, and thank that's, you, a, that's Dave. a needed yeah. thing. We, we feel blessed to have a management team that gives us free reign. And as long as we keep it within the bounds of the law and decency, we're allowed our own opinions. We're allowed to give voice to unpopular opinions. It really is a blessing to have this platform. And I mean, we're happy that people like you with a great platform yourself uh, can see the value that we add. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and you look at this, I think there was a lot of great things that came from the the time that, you know, when, when Trump even started running the very first time he would mm -hmm. put some of these, these, these phrases out there, you know, like build the wall and people are like, why would we need that? And then they started really looking at the numbers of, of what's happening and, you know, fentanyl and sure. different things he, he brought up, you know, or why, you know, NAFTA brought up NATO, you know, some of these things that were almost off the table to talk about. And he put them on the table. Then you kind of look at them and it's like, Oh, why, why are we doing this? And, uh, well, the biggest one was fake news and right. it, it yeah. sort of started bringing that to the, to the, to the forefront of people realizing there's, there's, there's just like five or six people that make the decisions for all of the, the mockingbird, you know, media that's out there. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like asking my wife, if you wanted opinion about our grandkids. You know, it's like, yeah. well, that, that's, that's going to be an opinion, but it's pretty determined. I mean, she, she has these like grandma lenses on, you know, you can't, you can't see, you know, faults that, that, that would be an opinion about them. You know, there would be others. And so when you only have one narrative out there, the conversations at the dinner table degrade, the conversations of the water cooler, you know, degrade and, and you, you put facts, numbers, well-researched information out there. And so does everybody on your network. And I, I think it's so important because we saw what happened in 2020 and there was this breakdown mm -hmm. of like, oh, outlets that I've trusted even on the conservative yeah. side. I, I don't know that, that they're operating independently as their, as, as their thoughts are allowed to, to be, you know, aired. I don't know that it's an independent, uh, distribution of information and people started realizing, man, I'd better start taking personal responsibility for the information that I get. And it, 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 it caused this like, uh, okay, you know, where do I go for that information? And you guys have really risen up in there. And there's also, there's, there's thousands of other conservative podcasters out there ourselves include others that kind of stepped into that space. And it's, it's kind of, it's reshuffled the deck of cards. I don't know what role it'll play in 248 days when we have the next election, but there's a lot more information out there competing against each other. And, 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 uh, you know, the, the people then have an opportunity to research it themselves. Absolutely. And a robust marketplace of ideas is essential to the continued success of our American experiment in democracy. The, the lifeblood of the Republic is a well-informed and educated electorate. We need more people to be better informed. We need more people to be engaged in voting. Uh, we need turnout uh, like never before to return our president to the Oval Office. And you, you touched on it with Donald Trump. He and people that watched The Apprentice knows know this because one of the key tasks in every season of The Apprentice was a branding task. Donald Trump mm. is a great real estate developer. He's a phenomenal branding uh, yes. expert, and and that's what he did. He branded CNN fake news. He brands his, you know, he branded Little Marco. He branded sleepy, all his, sleepy his competitors. Jeb. Sleepy Jeb. Oh no, low energy Jeb. Low energy Jeb. That's what low energy to the Jeb, point where he lived rent free in Jeb's, and I still call him Jeb exclamation mark. It changed he, him. He instantly. was running around I, like an Energizer bunny in New Hampshire, making himself look like an idiot, trying to show that he wasn't low energy. 
<laughs> yes. It, I tell you what, it, 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 that from that moment on, that's all you saw. Every word yeah. he said, it is very, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is low energy, you know, and just, just changed it. But he's, he's really, really quick with those things. And just no one had ever done that. And all of a sudden you realize like all these other candidates showed up with pocket knives to a gunfight. And they weren't off the cuff. Like people thought they were very strategically planned. And that's another thing to be honest. I, and I've been honest about this from the start. I was not with him from the escalator, not because I didn't like what he was saying, but I'd been burned so many times, Dave, by people that told mm. me things that I wanted to hear that I didn't trust that he'd actually be able to follow through in, in part because the things that actually did happen, the fact that he didn't have a, a team ready to go on day one. The people in Washington, even the Republicans, would be working against him, which is what we saw with Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Uh, but mm -hmm. he won me yeah. over wholeheartedly one day in June. It was a Monday. I'll never forget it. Over the weekend, there'd been another Twitter gate with some mean tweet that he'd put out on Friday. But on Monday morning, I read that on Friday, he had signed an executive order that significantly advanced the America First agenda. And I was like, okay, this guy is a genius. He's saying, read my tweets, read my tweets, read my tweets, while with his other hand, he's doing something good for America. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal at that. And I think if people exhale a moment and they sit back and look at it, and I think things don't become really a big deal until they hit a home, until they become, oh, like, you, you know, you, you mentioned earlier segment, you're talking about Eric Adams. And, you know, one thing you've seen in him, these like, you know, sanctuary city people like, well, then when it hits their backyard, they're like, oh, maybe we need to rethink this a, lo a little bit. Most cities outside of Seattle are kind of rethinking their their ideas a little bit. Um, when it, once it, it hits you close and people are watching this or looking at their life, look at their budget, looking at how their kids are doing in school. Every experience around them is different than, than what they grew up with, what they were expecting, what they, cause a lot of people thought, well, the schools are fine for me. They'll be fine for my kids. And you're like, wow, no, it's, there's a litter box in the classroom, you know, now. So all of these things have changed quite a bit. And when people are looking at this, there's, there's, there's a little piece in the back of your mind. Like, even if you watch an NFL game, if you're, especially when you're younger, you're like, you're like, man, back in the day, I, I could have done, you know, what he's doing or, you know, this kind of stuff. There's, you, you compare yourself, you watch a movie and, you know, nobody thinks that they're the Caesar and gladiator. Everybody kind of thinks they're, you know, uh, Russell Crowe. And so when they're watching a show, they're watching these people talk there, it's inevitable in people's mind. There's a little piece of, you know, if, 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 if Donald Trump could run the business I have, I mean, I have a heating and air conditioning company, I have a car dealership, I have a construction company. I, I work for this firm. It, if he did my job, it probably would be done better this next year. The, the, the company would expand. It would grow. There's nobody that watches Joe Biden and walks away thinking that he could do their job. I don't care who you are. No. I don't care what you do for a living. You, you're like, I don't think he could do my job. Matter of fact, if you own any kind of a business, is there any job within your company that you would put Joe Biden in that position and expect it to get done? There's, there's, there's not a job. There's not, there's not, there's not a, a, a job easy enough for him to do. And so when people are Dave. looking at this and they kind of project themselves into that, they're like, Hey, uh, this, this guy would be better than me. Dave, I wouldn't hire him to be a sign spinner on the side of the road. Literally. No, it's, that might be the could, best one because they're he, supposed he, to move him around. He'd be like at least interesting right. as he's falling around. I mean, the only job I can see Joe Biden succeeding in, and he could only do it once because you'd have to help him down onto the platform. Uh, but in one of those dunk booths at the state fair <laughs> where you get yeah. to throw the softballs at the target, 
Yeah, he he could do that. He could sit there and not fall off into the water until the softball hit the target. Uh, but he couldn't get out of the tank, and he couldn't he couldn't get back up onto the platform. So and you'd probably raise a ton of a money. One shot deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you could charge you could charge ten thousand dollars a ball, and you'd have a line around the corner. <laughs> you know, uh, I have a guy that's kind of a sneakerhead. He lives in Oklahoma City. He collects. You know, all the newest shoes coming out. We're kind of just, you know, three yeah. generations away from each other, friends or whatever. But he got in the front end and bought a pair of those gold Donald Trump, you know, Jordan looking shoes. And everybody kind of right. was kind of a yeah. joke. Are these good or not? He's already had, he has them on eBay. They're already, he's already been offered $33,000 for those shoes. And he goes, I think I'm and probably And they're not the ones that it. are signed. Yeah. No, and somebody goes, said, who would pay $9,000 for a pair of signed sneakers? It's like, are you kidding me? Those things are already worth over one hundred and fifty. Yep. He goes, if I can get these signed to be worth a hundred, you know, immediately. So yeah. there's, there's really pretty much everything he touches does well, but it's because of the brand. It's because of the brand, exactly. not because of how they're made or what was about it. And you know what I love most about those shoes? Did you see the Saturday night live skit about the I shoes? I didn't. I did it. Oh my goodness. Did. So, so they had basically, it was a sneaker head at work and Wearing those sneakers. Remember the Red Ball Jets ad or PF Flyers, oh, I guess. Yeah, sure. They, they make They'll you make you run you faster wings. and jump higher and everything else. Yeah. 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 So that was the that was the premise for this ad. So he puts <laughs> the shoes on at work and he goes from being a cubicle schlub to uh to going on in and, and telling his boss off. And his boss said, No, you really screwed up last quarter. No, I didn't. You thought I did, but I really I was the best salesman. I reached all the goals. I was magnificent. I was top of the top. And guy, oh, okay, I guess. And it it was it was poking fun at the president, but in in a good humored way. It wasn't the Alec Baldwin type of yeah. Trump impersonation. And it was yeah, really nobody funny. Minds that. And then at the end, of course, they had a pair of Velcro Walmart sneakers that said, you know, Biden on them, which was funny. But the best part for me of the entire skit is that Saturday Night Live actually had to spend its own money to go and buy a pair of gold Trump sneakers. <laughs> That's a good observation. I wonder if they did. Maybe they maybe they made a, a you know, a, out of principle, you know, spray painted them or did did something. No, they were the real they were the real shoes. Yeah, they were the real wow. shoes. Now, OK, maybe maybe Trump promoted them because of his past NBC affiliation with The Apprentice. Who knows? But I like to think, Dave, that that they shelled out some bucks for those shoes. You're yeah, listening I, I, to the reckoning. Probably did. Uh, you're listening to the reckoning on today's news talk TNT. Now TNT Radio News. You are completely obsessed with breaking news. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Former President Donald Trump, during a Fox News interview on February 29th in Eagle Pass, Texas, stated he plans to engage local police for extensive deportations of illegal immigrants if he wins a second term. Blaze News investigative journalist Steve Baker was released from a federal courthouse in Dallas after being arrested and charged with four misdemeanors related to his reporting on the events of January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. David, I opened the show tonight talking about the declining birth rate in America, which is a huge problem because of all of our unfunded Mandates. Everybody now realizes that there is no lockbox, despite what Al Gore said back in the 2000 campaign that uh, Medicaid and Medicare, rather, and Social Security are just big government run Ponzi schemes, that it requires more workers paying higher taxes to be able to support 
the people that are getting the benefits on the back end are retirees, which a lot of people think is why COVID struck mostly obese people and the elderly, people who are on Social Security, either SSDI, Social Security Disability Income, or Social Security Retirement Income. Correct. The Whited family is doing its part to sustain the next generation. I'd like to offer you and Stacy congratulations on the birth of your third grandchild. Thank you. We're we're excited. You know, I'm kind of used to the idea of being a, a grandpa. That kind of caught on pretty quick. Being married and sleeping with a grandma uh, took a little bit to get my head around. But now we're we're up to number three and and doing great. Trying to you know out out outbreed the crazies. And that's exactly what we need to be doing. But it's a serious issue, though. We're we're joking here on on Fellas Night Friday, but yes. uh, it's a serious issue facing the country. Our declining birth rate, and, and concomitantly, the, the seven to ten times higher birth rate among the uh, people here who hate our country. Yeah, and and uh, you know, Tucker Carlson made an interesting comment. Uh, he had a long form three hour interview with a, a young man for like an engineer named Lex Friedman. I think it's his name. It's a very interesting conversation. But one of the things he talked about, he goes, he said, uh, South Korea is is not on pace to even being able to continue as a society, while it, it, at the same time being prosperous. Uh, they you know being uh, one of the most high tech. You know, countries, you know, in the entire world and part of his connection he was making was, you know, social media and birth rates and so forth. But um, we literally have certain societies that are not even breaking even on their ability to sustain their own existence, which Europe, uh, Europe is, is fascinating. And, yeah, Europe isn't. The United Kingdom is already a Muslim nation. Every major city has a Muslim neighbor, uh, a mayor. And yes. With the birth rates, it will be a Muslim-majority nation by 2050, it looks like. There is, however, in America, a plot twist that I find delicious. Gen Zers are turning toward more traditional values. Brad wives are a thing. And we're seeing a lot of videos on YouTube. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be a name partner at a law firm. I want to be a wife and a mother. Take care of me. I'll stay home and cook and clean and bring up the children. We need to get back to this. And it's it's women saying this. Yeah. Well, I think they, they're they're looking around, they see the evidence maybe of of some, you know, generations ahead of them. And it's not yeah. this fulfilling, you know, thing on the on the on the back end. I've not watched the full clip yet, but Epic Times uh, did a, a little documentary piece. I think it came out last night. I saw the trailer in the beginning of it, but they interviewed the head of CPAC for uh Hungary. Yeah, that's what it's Hungary. And they have they have they have cut the number of abortions in that country by half over the last 10 years without one piece of legislation, a change in the amendment, any, any kind of, of 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 policy change. What they've done is they created instead of a welfare culture, they created a, a workfare culture where uh, if you're physically able, you need to be working. If you you know, you're not going to get assistance from the government. If we're going to pay you to sit at home, you're going to then they'll pay you to you know do a job which increases people's self-esteem, men specifically. They're providing, they're creating an, an income, but people are having, they, they, by half, as many of abortions, and they've they've promoted family as being cool. Having family right. is sexy. It's the cool thing to do. And the country's flourishing under what we would have considered traditional American values. And at the same time, our country is being, you know, diluted by the end of the, you know, the Biden administration. We're going to have over 50 million Americans 
in this country that were not born in this country. It's the highest percentage in our country's history going back to day one. And so there's this big, you know, loss of self of what we are actually even about as, as a country, it changing. But, but when you see traditional, what I consider biblical based family values pr pr promoted, People do gravitate towards it and it makes sense and they thrive. They make more money. They're happier. Suicide rates go down. Productivity goes up and the overall mental health of the entire country goes to the roof. It absolutely does. And our Marxist Pope is mannequin in a panic and at war with the traditional conservatives. The Vatican II reforms are in dire need of reform because essentially the Catholic Church was infiltrated by communists in the 1930s, and it was hijacked by communists in the 1960s. We now have a Marxist pope, you, you know, South American Jesuit, liberation theology, and all the bad ideas rolled up into one. And he is absolutely clamping down on the traditional Latin mass, traditional parishes, parishes. First, he did it at the diocesan level. Now he's going after the uh, priestly fraternity of St. Peter. He's going to be going after uh, other traditional-minded organizations. And why, Dave? Man. Because if you go to a traditional Latin Mass, you're not just going to see a handful, and it is a relative handful of guys of my vintage that remember the Mass of the Ages from when we were children. You're going to see young families in their 20s and 30s, families with four, five, six, seven, eight children. Mm. And the pews are filled to overflowing like it's Easter or Christmas mass, but it's a regular Sunday. It's the fastest growing segment of the Catholic faith. And wow. it's got Rome freaked out because they're all about uh, destroying our traditions. And we're fighting back, but, you know, Jesus said it himself, We the church would be challenged and, and she will prevail against the very gates of hell. It's like, well, this is a very trying time for the Roman Catholic Church and the Eastern Catholic Churches as well. People don't realize there are 26 Catholic Churches, not just one. Uh, but, you know, as a wise man once said, this too shall pass. Well, people are, are, it's almost like being malnourished, having scurvy or, or something like this. People are, are so hungry and they're, and they're trying to put their finger on what it is. And they're finding out it's not drugs. It's not Netflix. It's not video games. It's not uh, having a Tesla. It's, you know, they're, they're, they've found a lot of those things to be very empty. And, it, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, as our kids were growing up and then even in college and through their 20s, they would have friends come around and like they had known us, they'd seen us around, but they would come spend the night or spend a weekend and do stuff. And they would, I mean, this is dozens of these young people pull side and be like, is this, is this real? You know, like they hadn't been around like a, 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 you know, a functioning family. And they're like, if I could have anything like this, not that they were perfect, but you know, we give each other a hard time. It's, it's very functional and, and everybody's involved. And we, we also always have each other's back. If somebody's car doesn't start, if something you've got this network, you know, this family that's there for you, they're like, I, I would give anything to be a part of something like this. They've said some version of that line. And, um, I think, I think that there's this family shaped hole in the heart's of, of, of a mostly fatherless generation that is like, okay, I need to find something to fix that because, you know, nothing else is. And they're looking around in a world where the most, most highest degree probability of death for 45 year olds and under 
the number one highest probability of death for 45 year olds under is fentanyl overdose. And so mm-hmm. they're looking at this and thinking, man, I, I need something bigger than these things. And it's, it's, it's family that people are really missing. They absolutely are. And I'll go ahead and embarrass you. I mean, you and Stacy, uh, you're the cutest couple. I know you're <laughs> like a couple of uh, googly eyed teenagers. Yeah. And, and you're, I, I, you're well I, past I your teenage like, years, Dave. <laughs> I, I love her like crazy. Luckily, I had, I had some good mentors, you know, early in, in life. There was a there was a man that spoke to a bunch of young business guys. I was in my 20s at the time. And he said, he said, he said, I'm just going to speak to you men here. He's, it was only men here. He said, you married young men, married men. He said, do you want to know the key to, uh, 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 you know, do you know the best time? He said, do you know the best time? to treat your wife like a queen, to send her flowers, to buy her gifts, to give her compliments. You know the best time to do that? And everyone's like, A day no, that man. ends goes, in why? No, he goes, before someone else does. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he said, well, you know, treat her, treat I her, wanna, treat her I want to get into that because there's a lot to that. You saw a great gal and you grabbed her young and there's a lot to that. I'd like to talk to you about it after these headlines. Lighting the fuse of freedom at today's News Talk. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. So here's an interesting little tidbit. The month of February in the United States has had 132 all-time record highs. Now, let's assume 100 years ago, it was just as warm as the weather that has set these all-time record highs. How many stations do you think would have had record highs? See what I'm saying? There are a lot more stations established across the United States now than there were 100 years ago, than there were 50 years ago, than there were 20 years ago. Some of the stations that broke their all-time record highs have had historical records of only 30 to 40 years. Now, that does not mean it was not an impressive display of warmth in the month of February. But let's say these record highs occurred just a couple of days ago. Well, most of the places that had those record highs had 40 to 60 degree temperature drops in the following couple of days. We've got wildfires going on the Texas Panhandle where it's likely to snow tomorrow night. At least at times, it may snow into Dallas tomorrow night. So the weather is capable of wild swings. Now that is still a fantastic fact that 132 all-time record highs were set in the month of February in the United States. However, you still have to put it in perspective. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Whatever happens to good, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot and it's become our automatic answer to so much. Hey, how's things? Good. Your mum, your weekend? Good, good. Is good even that good anymore? At the Salvos, we believe good deserves better. Let's reclaim its true meaning. To us, good has always been about making a difference, and good never picks or chooses who it helps. Isn't it time we all remember what good really means? Political neutrality. Not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Dave, you've really touched on something talking about how the younger generation is hungering for family. The guys figure it out for once ahead of the women. And there is a thing called passport bros now where where young men that have online sources of income 
are fleeing the West, not just the United States, but Western Europe as well. All the nations that have punitive divorce and, and child support laws where where divorce rape is the is the common term for what men go through in a divorce. They lose their house, they lose their children, they lose all their money. And the young men wised up and realized, wait a second, that's not, you know, they saw it happen to their fathers. They said, I don't want that to happen. They've got a passport. They've got an online source of income. They're going to South America, to Africa, to East Asia, to Eastern Europe. I've got a good friend who's originally from Puerto Rico, and he was living in New Jersey, and, and his uh, children were basically stolen out of his life. And he's now in Bulgaria. He's found a great girl with a great family. And, and they're not going like the old mail order bride thing where you, you go and you find a woman and you bring her back to the United States. They're not subjecting themselves to these laws. They're staying in the countries where uh, family and traditional family values are still respected, like you mentioned, Hungary. And now women are starting to realize that, wait a second, we've been fed a lot of lies. This feminism 4.0 is really not the promise that we were told it was going to be. It's not the promised land. Uh, Hannah Pearl Davis, she goes by uh, Pearl and has a YouTube channel called Pearly Things, has mm -hmm. been giving young woman a, a hefty dose of reality on her channel. And I, I think once the young women realize that being an Instagram influencer, not making your money with an OnlyFans channel. But once the young women want to settle down and have families, I think really we're going to see a renewal of our traditional American culture. Yeah, well, we're we're in the first civilization that's ever actually been developed or, you know, advanced to a place where you can operate fairly well in the autonomy outside of family. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, as I say, also the, the the bar in order to or even live is really low because you know you can. Pharaoh didn't have the ability to walk over to a thermostat and hit one button and just change it one degree if he wanted to. You know the you know poor people in America still have these things like we'll have running water. You got you just go to the grocery store and there's 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 meat already cleaned and done. You don't have to go hunt and gather. You don't have to, you know, uh, even in the days of, you know, peasants and serfs, they would work all day on someone else's land. But if you had to farm your own land and work stuff to grow things to order to live. And so not only, not only did everybody have to perform at a fairly high level or you starved to death, um, you needed family in order for that to happen. And, you know, without family, it was very hard to even live. You know, you needed it. It was a requirement. And now we we have so many things that happen invisibly. You know, the houses are they are heated. You don't have to spend all summer chopping wood. You know, there's all these things that happen. And it, and it sort of creates this illusion of I don't need anybody. I'm fine all by myself. And that's not true for men. You know, men uh, are, are single, have the highest suicide rates, uh, you know, uh, and uh, of in history. And, um, that that's, that's because we have the, you know, broken family and the need, you know, for what we bring to the table, but women are equally miserable. I always re re reference the democratic party as being the party of, of angry women and weak men, and they kind of mm -hmm. gravitate and, and sort of find each, find each other. And that's maybe a, a generalization, but it doesn't take long to kind of make that connection. Um, family is the fix 
for many of these things. And it's not some just social thing we can deconstruct. It's not some idea the patriarch came up with five minutes ago. If we had an EMP, you know, and the lights were off for the next 90 days, the families would survive. The families have the best chance of making it. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't care what clubs you could get into and your Instagram and you could do a duck face or any of these things. It's, it's what can you do? And man, when it comes to a hard time, you know, you, you, you need family, you need a partner, you need somebody beside you. That's got your back. I'll get this, you get that. And that's what allowed humans to live and survive for thousands of years. We've just recently been in this little window where things invisibly happen and people think that they were born on, on third base and they hit a, they hit a triple and it, it, it's, it's, it's not the case. No, it's absolutely not. And, you know, you touched on something there with the duck face. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite lyrics from a song is Van Morrison's and the girls walk by dressed up for each other, because that's what it's all about. These, these crayoned on caterpillar eyebrows and the, the sure. massive puffy lips and the duck face smiles. And the, it's, it's all women doing it for status among their peers. It's guys don't find that attractive. No guy ever said, Ooh, look at her. She drew her eyebrows out with a crayon. I want me some of that. You know, it's just not the way it is. And I think these young women have, have, have spun so out of control that now they're starting to realize, wait a second, got to get, you know, back to some semblance of normalcy. And, 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 the, and the boys think, are much happier when they're performing, doing boy-like activities. Um, right. You know, and, and, and they're employed, they're producing income. They have a goal. They're doing things that they're being fully male and, and everybody can be fully themselves. But when you sort of eliminate those things uh, that put value on men being men, and they're all in the same office under the same fluorescent lights in the same cubicle, a lot of those strengths have been minimized. There's never been a time in the past that you could have made money in a cubicle sorting papers, you know, of some, right. some version of that, you know, entry. So we, we've sort of eliminated those roles. And, and I, I think the further you get from it, the, the least you see people flourishing, the same as planting a palm tree here in Kansas City or something. It's just not going to do well. That's not the environment it was designed to grow in. Exactly. And, you know, the Lord's laws are written on every human heart, right? Our gender Absolutely. roles aren't the result of the patriarchy or the matriarchy or any other archy. If you give young boys Barbie dolls, they will bend them at the waist and use them as guns and play cops and robbers or cowboys and Indians. And, you know, it's just, it's the way it is. Our, I'm a neuroscientist by training. Our brains are wired differently. All the studies over the years have shown that structurally and functionally, men and women have different brains. Women have skills that men do not have they are literally hardwired to sense danger that's why mm-hmm. any man with half a brain knows that when his woman says she's got a gut yeah. feeling about something you do not question it you yeah. say what, what, okay honey because what, we're trained to re- we're wired to respond to the threat but they're yeah. wired to identify the threat and, and when you ever see these like fail video, fail army videos on YouTube, you know, it's just a, you know, a, a montage of like, you know, hold my beer kind of stuff, you know, and guys yeah. will jump off a building into the swimming pool or they're, you know, doing something with the bike. It's, it's almost always men, you know, doing those. And I'll ask my daughter, my wife, I'm like, would you, would, cause I'll see some of these things like a reverse bungee, you know, something I'm like, would you do that? And they're like, no, there's no way I would do that. Like, that's just stupid. I'm like, oh, but man, imagine if you nailed the landing. 
You know, that looks amazing. Yeah. You know, it looks like a fun thing to do. We're, we're wired to, to do those things differently. Well, I saw it in my own children. My daughter is absolutely fearless, but she always looks first. My son <laughs> is kind of like me. Yeah. Leap first, figure out how to stick the landing while you're in the air. <laughs> yeah. And that that kind of rush of like, oh, I don't know. You know, I think I think Fight Club, the movie, and it's probably been 20 years ago or more now, kind of brought that mm -hmm. to fun. Like, like we're de you know designed to we're we've kind of become lions in a cage that somebody's throwing a steak to every day, and you can yeah. live and you're eating it, but that's not really what lions were designed to do. And um, I, I I don't know. This is a new experiment. Nobody really knows what is the repercussions of living in this highly digital you know space with you know all the air full of. 5G and and we're walking on concrete most of the time. A lot of people aren't in the sun. Mm -hmm. They don't get vitamin D. They're 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 not challenged physically, mentally. You know, everybody knows the, the feeling of even if you do a job all day and you're using your mind, if you come home and you mow your grass on the weekend and the lines are straight, you sit back and you look yep. at it like that. That just you're like, this is something instinctively that feels good. You build a fire. You do something like the the kind of we we create activities now. We have to have a treadmill to walk. Try explaining that to somebody in the past. You know, we have to we 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 go on a hunting trip for like a fun thing on a weekend where in the past you either were a good hunter or you were you know you were starving, and so. Right. You know, the, these skills are in us that need to do them. So I don't know how we work this out as a people group where where we we find a way to do that, because just saying it's a construct that we made up, it it's not true. It's not true. No, there's, it's there's, there's not no, true. no zoo animal living its best life, even if it's fed the perfect food. Well, you know what the artificial construct is? The artificial construct is gender. There's no such thing as gender. There are two sexes, males and females of all yeah. Uh, of all animals on earth, there are two sexes. Now, sure, you get some hermaphrodites and sure you get some amphibians that can go from male to female based on environmental factors or whatnot. But generally, there's a male and a female. And gender is just a social construct. Well, left to its own accord, people are attracted a certain way. They do certain things. They're drawn to certain activities a little bit differently. And we're, 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 we're sort of messing with the dials in unique ways of, of putting pressure, you know, not as many women wanted to go, want to go into some of these science courses and, 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 in engineering. And I got a niece who's a brilliant, uh, 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 chemical engineer and was wired to do that from the beginning and she's wired for it. But if you were to ask her how many, you know, what was the makeup of a lot of the groups you were in, you know, in school? I mean, she was a minority. Most of the time, it's not because they were keeping women out. She didn't have like five girlfriends that all wanted to be doing what she was doing. You know, she was exactly. an, an, an outlier on the way she was wired and how she's crazy smart and just what she was driven to do. And so just a lot of these activities and things that, that we do, I just, I think the jury's out on what is the social impact on living in this zoo-like environment. Hey, Dave, your niece, who is very successful, mm -hmm. also puts the lie to, oh, you need to see people that look like you in positions of authority before you can succeed in all of this DEI nonsense, which it's absolute garbage. It's Oh, she would look, agree. Yeah. People, people that can achieve, achieve. People that can't achieve, go get a government job. <laughs>
You know, and that's true. And I, I think I think that's what a lot of people are are, are seeing. And so the, the the answer to this, you know, we can kind of point at a million things and 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 see what's going on. And there's these crazy statistics and numbers and the world's shifting so fastly. And I think that the thing that kind of helps you exhale, you know, if you're on the train and it takes off, the handle you can kind of hold on to is it comes back down to, you know, personal responsibility. We're in an era right now, and our, our show really focuses on, you know, uh, if if you if you watch the Fiverr Conservative podcast for a year, my goal isn't that one episode is is amazing. It's that over the course of a year, you're hearing some of the brightest minds. We had David Martin and Laura Logan and different people talking about all these issues. But I want at the end of a year that somebody would look back and think, you know what, I'm taking less pharmaceutical drugs. I've, I've maybe lost 10, 20 pounds. I'm having dinner with my wife and kids more, more regularly. I've paid off some debt. You know, I'm, 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 I'm basically doing the things I want the government to do. You know, I wish they would yeah. outlaw law GMOs. I wish they would do some of these things, but you know what? I can do those things. I can take personal responsibility for my finances. I need to take personal responsibility for my faith. I can't say, well, this is what my pastor said. I, I need to be reading the Bible for myself at home. I need to be raising my children. I need to be uh, uh, in charge of my own medical. I can't say, well, Dr. Fauci said this or my own physician said this or this. I need to take, and, and, and when people do that, there is an exhale and they typically gravitate towards wise choices when 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 the solution is in your own hands and you're like okay i'm going to grab a hold of this you know i may not have come from a great family there may not be great families but i'm going to create one starting tomorrow i'm going to be a better husband i'm going to be a better dad i'm going to be and when that happens uh then a little bit of the craziness in the world matters a little bit less because there's less craziness in your world and and at the end of the day the, the world compri is comprised of of families that make tribes and tribes are what make you know nations and nations you know make up the world but the the molecule of the whole thing is you know individual personal responsibility in the building block of families well and that's why the left hates both of those things i'm sure you saw on cnn the woman said christian nationalists unlike christians think <laughs> that their rights come not from any earthly source, but from God, it's like, well, guess what? Our Declaration of Independence says that and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Dave, these people hate America and they hate the idea of individual responsibility and they absolutely hate the idea of family. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, again, well, I'm glad that you guys exist. You got millions and millions and millions of people tuning into TNT every single day. And uh, you guys are putting out messages, and even if it's not overt and right in their face, again, if they are in tune with what you guys are putting out, it's going to direct them towards these truths. And I think that's why you guys have built the kind of audience that you have, is that people are so hungry for that kind of information, because that's kind of the missing piece in a lot of their lives. It's not gonna be a policy change, are. it's a personal change. That's There's no question about that. And and you're impacting, you and Stacey are impacting a lot of young people too, because there's guys out there thinking, you know what? I need to start acting like Dave. I need to start socking some money away so I can buy a house, so I can take care of things financially, so I can go find a gal like Stacy and, and uh, build a family with her. And the young women are saying the opposite. It's like, you know what? I need to, I need to be like Stacy, find a good guy, build a family. Uh, Dave, thanks. Wonderful show as always. These are never scripted out. It's always just an organic conversation. I really enjoy your company. On the first, third, and fifth Fridays of the month, if there is one, go to flyoverconservatives.com to learn more about what Dave and Stacy are up to and download their app on the App Store and Google Play. 
That's it for tonight's Reckoning on today's News Talk. Stay tuned for the Havorier Moritz Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.